Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's all connected. Everything. So no, if you're tuning in, you're not crazy. Last week was, in fact, the lost episode 32 of It's All Connected, our Captain America 2 Winter Soldier commentary. And uh, Russ, we're just in time for the next commentary track. When are we going to do our Gardens of the Galaxy commentary? <laughs> uh, well, the day it comes out is my wife's birthday, so I would guarantee it will not be that night. Come on. All right. You could pull it off. Uh, Probably not. Actually... That was my wife's request for her birthday. Was you better be getting guard, you better be getting Guardians, and we better be watching it that night. Oh, very oh, cool! Mission nice. accomplished. Exactly. Now, just to be just to be clear, is that the the uh, hard copy Blu-ray release or the digital release next week? No, the hard copy. I did not tell her about the digital release because even okay. though I'm going to get the Blu-ray with the digital release, if she found out it was out early, she would actually. Uh, probably have me buy the digital release so we so we could watch it early. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's it's strange because she is not a. I've, I've probably said this before, but she is not a sci-fi superhero, any of that kind of stuff. You know, movie type watcher. But I I she saw the tra- she loves the Avengers. Um, she likes the you know the the Iron Man stuff. But when she I mean, saw Iron Man, Captain America, those Avengers. Yes, yes, those um, would be the ones. Yes, okay. no, not not not. Uh, not 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 the British TV show. Um, you know, I make a reference to the relevant episode, and you don't even catch it. Oh, I, I did not catch that. All right, so not to interrupt you, but we've gone way too long on this bit. Um, this is episode thirty-nine. If it's all connected, well, it is. Hello, uh, you are in the right place. We are talking about uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield. Um, actually, what episode is this of season two? I lost track. Five, oh, six, five, five, six. Six. Welcome to episode one. Called it's all called the <laughs> called the writing one. on the wall. Um, I'm sorry, but I interrupted you. Why don't you finish your story? She loves the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, just just there's certain, and it's the humor. It's the humor that does it. You know, if the movie wasn't, you know, didn't have that humor element, she wouldn't. And yeah, the that's, soundtrack. You know, that's that's, that's and my wife's in the same position. She does not like enjoy these movies at all, but she thoroughly enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. So. Yeah. I'm sure over uh, Christmas break here in our household, we'll be uh, enjoying a screening of, of the movie ourselves. I go to the movies alone. Most of the time, so do I. I I usually do. Um, I have, but now my kids are getting old enough that I will tend to, tend to take them without screening at first. So, uh, yeah, I usually have uh, at least one, if not two, partners in towing in it these days, which is, which is cool. Nice. Episode 7, by the way. Already. 7. Excellent in a row. Well, no, there was a break. Yeah, there was a break. Um, yeah, you guys had an episode uh, two weeks ago where you uh, talked about some of the Marvel news, and then in between we had that special, the uh, 75th uh, years of uh, Pulp the Pop or however it was called. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a it was a 
puff piece. I mean, it, you it, know, you you said that in a Facebook comment, and yeah. I hadn't seen it yet. So when I finally watched it, I'm like, wow, this actually is for an hour program pretty detailed. It, it wasn't just a commercial for the movies like I thought it was. In fact, I was more impressed that they um, did not, in fact, dump you know put all of the credit onto Stanley. And they spent quite a bit of time on uh, Ditko and Kirby. And gave them a lot of credit, much more than these sorts of documentaries tend to do. Um, the only thing I wish they did do was talk a little more directly to when Marvel was on the verge of bankruptcy and how Stanley sold off the rights to X Men and Spider Man and others. Uh, I mean, I didn't expect them to talk about those movies directly, but they didn't even touch on that at all, other than to, to say they were near bankruptcy and then all of a sudden they came back. With Iron Man. Yeah, they're glossed over a lot of that. I mean, if it, and I guess I call it a puff piece in part because I read Marvel, The Untold Story, the book. Uh, yeah. Which goes, obviously, it's a, it's a whole book dedicated to it, but it goes way more into detail about a lot of that stuff, and they just... Obviously, really, it could, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they just glossed over. It was interesting because it started out with the movie side of things, <laughs> then it went into the publishing, and then it came back around to the movies. I mean, and, and for obvious reasons. I mean, that's that's the bread and butter. That's, you know, the movies right now is is the cash cow. Yeah, and, and, and that's really, it, it really was to sell movies, but it gave a really good connection, I think, to those who maybe don't know the comics, a little bit of the history of these characters and why, why they're so loved. Um, but it was pretty straight up and honest. I mean, it talked about the uh, the risks they took with Iron Man, you know, sure. Marvel's bringing out the B-team, things like that, and how it, you know, how it frankly paid off. Um, certainly didn't pull any punches to say that Marvel got the best thing going, which I know I personally agree with. I mean, maybe you'll don't, but I mean, they're, they're, you can say what you want about the individual movies. I like this one. I like that one, but you can't deny that their quality is very consistent across the board on all, all their films. What you may think of any one of them in particular individually is one thing, but they've all been, been quality. They have been true to the, uh, the characters, you know, the things Mm -hmm. that we love about them have come through. Yeah, Which... they did say something in there that along those lines, how they're true to the characters. But they also several times said, um, "We make the movies that we want to see, but you know, we know our characters best." Phrases like that, which I took as really a direct shot at the the other companies, where they're studio driven, they're being made or directed, or like not the director per se, but. Um, the shots are being made by people who don't have that connection to the characters as much. Um, and I'm not just talking about Warner Brothers DC. I'm talking about the, the Marvel properties that are not sure. in-house. Sony, Fox, right. Sure. Well, Fox, Fantastic Four, you know, things like that. So, uh, um, but he, but they're right. It's a, it's a true statement. It's an honest and true statement. It's not just a shot. It's got, they can back it up, and it's absolutely true. And I think that's the strength of the Marvel Studios movies is the fact that they are made by people who really do love, care, and understand these characters. Indeed. We got uh, a, a few peeks at stuff to come up. I mean, we saw a little bit on Age of Ultron. I guess the footage they showed for the special was more behind the scenes stuff. We saw a lot of like cars being blown out of the way and uh, some behind the, the scenes stuff, which was kind of cool. And, and we got a kind of an extended look at agent Carter, which I thought was cool as well. Yeah, that's a cool scene. Um, told us a lot actually of the relationship of Howard and, 
and Car- Agent Carter, Peggy Carter, um, that it's truly a it's a collaborative, um, caring relationship to be sure. But they're like buddies. Really, yeah. there's no it's not a romantic relationship at all. Um, you know, they're definitely partners in in this project uh, of Shield. You know, creating Shield, uh, and that's what I got most out of it as well. Um, of course, seeing Jarvis, you know, Edwin, Edwin yes. Jarvis uh, in person was there. That's going to be a fun relationship relationship to explore. He, his character already is very irreverent. Um, uh, talking back a little bit. You don't hear Alfred talking back generally. Right. And uh, it's it's going to be fun. And in fact, I actually, the, the Jarvis, the AI Jarvis, you know, how he talks back to, to, to Tony, uh, this is very similar. So you can kind of guess why Tony programmed Jarvis that way once you see this guy. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. It looks like Dominic Cooper's Howard Stark is going to be more like a cameo, you know, based on the description. And I guess we maybe not want to go too much into that. Maybe in the spoilery no. section we can we could talk about that briefly. But, um, but yeah, I think this is. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to Agent Carter. I mean, like I said, uh, World War II era stuff is kind of right in my wheelhouse, and uh, I I just thought uh, Haley Atwell did a fantastic job as Agent Carter. So to, the fact that we get more of her is nice and and I guess next week we'll get more of her in Agents of Shield. So yes. Yes, indeed. We have an updated schedule as well. We didn't talk about that last week. Uh 2 weeks ago rather. Uh so it looks like a- uh Agents of Shield's fall mid-season finale will be December 9th. Uh funny enough same day that Guardians of the Galaxy comes out on DVD Blu-ray. Okay. Um Agent Carter will premiere January 6th. So, about four weeks. Yeah, so it makes sense. You know, you get the whole Christmas, New Year, the, holiday. The holiday break you usually yeah. will get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that makes sense. Um, and the cool thing is, so Agent Carter is going to be an eight-episode series, and then we're pretty much going to come back um, January 6th with Agent Carter, go eight episodes, and then March the 3rd, which is the ninth week, um, we'll, we'll get, I think, a straight run to May uh, until the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it looks like starting January 6th, it's going to be... No Straight breaks. Run of content, yeah. yeah. Maybe a week or two, but but basically no breaks, which is and, awesome. And when's the finale when's the finale of Shield? End of May. It's late. I was looking it's, today. It's, well, uh, that May, makes May sense. It's starting. Yeah. Right, May eighteenth. May eighteenth. So that sounds like we have a good three episodes, maybe two, after um Age of Ultron premieres. Yeah. Yeah. So um if they do what they did with uh Cap um, there may be some, if there's any fallout to be had, um, we'll have a shot at it. Yeah. And the rumored, uh, definitely unconfirmed, but the, the rumored start date for Daredevil on Netflix, I should say, I shouldn't say start date, the release date for the whole thing. Right. Uh, is May, 2015. Right. You know what? And I don't have a calendar for me, but I'm going to guess there's uh, at least one more week, uh, if not. At least one more full week, if not a week and a half or so, left of left of May. Wait, you said May, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking March, but yeah. So um, it very well could be Agent of Shield ends, and a week goes by, and boom, here's Daredevil. Yeah. Which we haven't really figured that out yet, as far as the show goes. Uh, I I don't think we're gonna cover them all in one episode, um, and and given that's the summer hiatus. Uh, I may we'll watch probably... them all in one night. That's okay, yeah, can, right? Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we'll probably take stretch that out to take us through the summer, more than likely. Uh, you know, depending on how that goes. So yeah, a lot of exciting, cool stuff. Um, one other, the last bit of news that I have 
is uh, they there's been a new casting announcement. It looks like we're going to get um, Bridget Regan, uh, who's going to play uh, Peggy Carter's neighbor, Dottie. Uh, and apparently uh, she's a small-town girl from Iowa who will have a huge impact on the life of Agent Carter. She's a small-town girl? Living in a lonely world. <laughs> yep. Hopping on that midnight train, going anywhere. Yeah, that was... Feel free to cut that. It stays. <laughs> <laughs> it all stays. It all stays. All right. Um, so we got some news, some podcast news. Yes, you have a big announcement for the podcast. Let's I, uh, talk about that. I do. So uh, if, if you folks out there are or are not familiar with it, um, we have started up a, I guess, a campaign. Uh, on Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and it kind of subscribes to the whole, if you get value out of art or things you like that that people create, uh, then it's an opportunity to support it. Uh, And so we've created a a page at Patreon, it's uh, Patreon.com slash It's All Connected. I will say up front, the podcast is free. The podcast will always be free. Um, we are not charging for content or putting anything behind any kind of permanent paywall or anything like that. It's just an opportunity for folks, if you like what we do um, and want to you know, help us out a little bit with hosting costs and equipment and uh, things like that, that uh, that money would be put to that use. Um, and if you, just, if you like what we do on the network as a whole at the HHWLD Podcast Network, uh, you could use uh, it's all the all it's all connected Patreon campaign uh, as your vehicle for that. And uh, so the way it works is after each episode of it's all connected, we will post that uh, to patreon.com slash it's all connected. And if you have uh, subscribed or signed up to be a patron to our show, um, you set an amount that you'd like to pledge uh, per episode that we, release and you know typically it's it's going to be a weekly uh thing it's it's going to be an extremely rare event that we would ever post anything um twice in this in the same week uh you know more than likely when we get through the the dry months and the hiatus you know the show may go bi-weekly um but you can you can set a specific amount per show and and there's no limit on the amount both low and high uh i mean you could contribute 25 cents per episode and you can also set monthly maximum. So if you're like, okay, I just want to set a dollar a month because I don't want these jokers to release 15 episodes and then I'm getting smacked for, you know, a bunch of money. Um, so you can definitely do that. Um, but but we would greatly appreciate uh, any support that you could give the show. Like I said, uh, we do have a couple goals uh, set up on the on the Patreon site uh, for milestones that we'd like to meet. One of them uh, that Ken and I have been kind of kicking around for a while now is to do uh, something video related Uh, and so if we can get a certain threshold we would commit to doing like a bi-weekly video cast uh, and having the equipment necessary to do that and do it properly uh, without just looking like some guy in somebody a couple guys in somebody's basement uh, putting on a, a video show yeah, and that and that commitment is or that threshold's a fairly high per month thing, but that's not just because we want a lot of money, because to do a video podcast like that, to do it well, um, there's expenses with it. New equipment to purchase, uh, 
you know, bandwidth considerations, considerations, things like that. So cheerleaders. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Ironettes. It's a it's a great um, uh, goal. It's something Russell and I have wanted to try for a while, but we really haven't had the resources we need. So we thought, hey, there's a there's a stretch goal for it. But even on the lower end, um, anything that you can do that you feel this show is worth uh, to help support us, it will go a long way towards upgrading audio equipment or keeping the uh, the hosting and the other you know cost of distribution down. And in turn, if, if as the money as we get you know uh, funds coming in, we've I very well may turn around and give some of that back in the form of prizes, giveaways, and other um, opportunities to participate in the show. Um, anything, nothing's off the table when it comes to uh, improving the content of the show, and it's all going to be uh, uh, possible, or at least in part, to uh, to you, our listeners, because um, we certainly love doing the show, and uh, we've definitely been growing quite the following. And the feedback we get and the interaction we get on Facebook uh, has been uh, tremendous lately. Yes, so thank you in advance to everyone. Um, again, it's patreon.com slash it's all connected. So definitely check it out. Uh, and we thank you in it. Like I said, thank you in advance. All right, so we're we ready to talk about the writing on the wall, as it were. Yes. Definitely. I am excited to talk about the right on the wall, if only because Mac and Fitz were playing Halo on the same day the Halo collection was released. <laughs> I, uh, not to jump ahead of ratings and all that stuff, but I think this was probably the best episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so far. That's Ever. a bold statement. Yeah. We said that a couple times this season already. Um... Yeah, and I, and I, you know what? I I think I stand by it. I think that you know we've said it a million times. The first season had to wait for Captain America two to come out to get moving, and then once that moment hit, you know the shows have been kind of topping themselves as they go along. And you know what? We had a couple of weeks this season where we were like, all right, you know, it was pretty good. Nothing really happened. You know, decent pace. Okay. Um, but this one I, I thought was fantastic. I was on the edge of my seat a bunch of times and, uh, you know, laughing a bunch of times. I, I just thought it was great. Yeah, everything that this show, when it's, when it's on, there's always a key. It could be the humor. It could be the action. Uh, it could be a, a revelation. This show has had it all, this particular episode. Uh, it was really, really well done, top to bottom. Had a pretty dark opening. I wasn't, uh... I wasn't expecting that, you know, it, it, the show has been, you know, kind of had some fun moments in the opening, but to basically start with a murder was pretty, was pretty intense as the cold open. Yeah. We've got a couple of times now where the, uh, the tag of one episode more or less leads us into the, uh, the next episode. And so we've got this guy with the tattoos, uh, you know, guiding the tattoo artist in the end of the previous episode. Now here he is with this other uh, person and, and I got to be honest, I don't know why I didn't figure out earlier where all these alien symbols are coming from. I don't know if I just took for granted that other Tahiti patients um, all died or otherwise didn't leave the guest house. It never occurred to me that there were other guest house patients who actually got released back into the world. And that's where these, these uh, symbols would have come from. Right. Yeah. Kind of, again, had that extremis feel, right? You know, where they took the soldiers and experimented on them, you know, via Iron Man 3 that had these traumatic uh, 
you know, war injuries. Right. And Weapon X and, you know, sure, little, yeah, little yeah. Manchurian candidate. You know, there's a lot of different, uh, oh, it yeah. borrows from a lot of places, which is, you know, which is cool. It's a good, it's a good formula. And I always forget, I have to keep reminding myself because a number of times, even in this episode, I said, now why hasn't Sky started drawing this? But I always forget Sky was different beforehand. Yes. Yes. Right. And I don't know that they've, not that they need to explain it, but I've heard that question from other people. Like, why did they not mention Sky going crazy? And why is there a plan to kill Colson if he goes nuts, but they didn't have anything in place for Sky? And, you know, you just have to kind of remind yourself that the 084 is different. Now, they shouldn't know what she is either. Right. But, um, you know, this obviously has not affected her. Well, no, and they've acknowledged that when Colson revealed the sky, he said, you know, you know, Garrett and I had a negative effect. You know, you didn't. Right. So why is that? And that's when they actually came up. They actually said, well, maybe you're alien. And, and so they've, they've definitely addressed the fact that sky hasn't gone nuts and is not affected by this. And, and they actually came up with an explanation of what's going on, how it's the uh, genetic memory is grafting itself onto, onto them and why the memory erasure wor- uh, worked because it covered up all the memories, both the their own and the alien. Uh, so they, they put it all together there. And that was a really cool concept. I really I really thought that was cool. It absolutely was. But at the same time, I'm thinking, wow. I'm looking back at the, the, the guest house scenes, and I'm thinking, if only they took the time to understand this and help these people get it out of their system then, what what damage would have been saved Yeah, um, yeah. in the process? Because all of a sudden, Coulson's, they let him work it out, let him do his thing. Now, granted, nobody knows what's going on, so they're, they don't have anything to go back on. All Coulson saw was him going nuts. Um, but but had he you know, say, hey, give them the room, give them a blank slate, give them whatever they need and let them go to town, because at least with Coulson, as long as he lets it out... He's good for a period of time, so so it it just it just was a not frustrating but curious to me that all these doctors and I assume psychiatrists who were at the guest house never thought to, um, or maybe they didn't we didn't see it but help them work it out and yet no it's just take their skull off and pick their brain and, and literally pick their brains. And I wonder if some of this wasn't compartmentalized. You know, they gave yeah, this true. doctor yeah. this bit of information. They gave that one this bit of information. So nobody really had maybe except for Coulson had all of the information to be able to put together and understand that this is, you know, you know, maybe they, you know, not everybody knew this was an alien that they took this, you know, serum from and made this, right. you know, this thing, you know, the, the GH two thirty five from, um, yeah, that, that one doctor that we did see, she knew most of it, if not all of it. She's the one who said we need to, the he's Coulson said we need to destroy the host. And she's the one who said, no, he's thousands of years old. Yeah, that Which, was another thing that, that came up. Let's go back to that reveal. Yeah, so here we are with this dead alien who was not a recent visitor. We we knew the the that he was um, around at least in as a corpse in 1945 because as we saw, what we believe to have been his arm in that box that Ancient Carter had. So clearly, and I'm assuming he was found with the Diviner, um, but he's been on this planet um, for you know thousands of years, predates the pyramids. Yeah. So, I mean, all of this is pointing towards what we'll talk about towards the later, later on, but it's pointing towards Inhumans. Yeah. Now, we, we glossed over one minor thing that for us is a major thing, I thought, um, and that we are validated. 
because uh, Sky made a point of saying it is all connected. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Well, those who are listening to this show already heard Sky again. Um, she did say it's all connected, and she's now part of the show. That's right. Yes, call me. Um, <laughs> I love that now that Coulson has figured it out, it's gone from his head. Yes. So it's a perfect way to move on. Coulson's not going crazy anymore. And, right. Um, I just thought that was a smart way to move on from that. Because I do fear, like I don't, I still am, I'm not sure what's going on with Fitz now. Well, that, and that's where I was just going to say, we yeah. also got the first glimmer of hope that Fitz is going to be on his way back. Because just in the, his conversation with Mac, talking about Coulson and how Coulson's going to be fine, the brain makes it back up, and Mac puts that together. He's like, wait a minute, are your files backed up? Yeah. So that that's going to give us a, a way to go with with uh, with Fitz. Um, what that's going to look like, I don't know yet. There was a preview, I guess, posted that I haven't seen yet. Um, but the comments talked about Fitz, so I don't know if it's in there. But either way, are they going to use that machine on Fitz? Are they going to do something else? Um, it's going to be interesting, but it's it's definitely a path to work towards. Uh, that said, a lot the other thing on with Mac and Fitz that jumped out at me was uh, Simmons doesn't like Mac. Yeah, like yeah. at all. And it's kind of role reversal, right? Because when Simmons got friendly with Triplet, yes, you know, Fitz didn't like that. So right. it's kind of like they both just well, Fitz knows he's in love with her, but she just doesn't know that she's in love with him yet. Yeah, I guess. But the um, uh, that relationship is definitely uh, Mac kind of defined that. Um, I wasn't on the show that we when we discussed that episode, but he uh, he basically listen the guy you know. I don't know that guy. I know this guy. And, and so just based on that, Mac can talk to Fitz differently because that's the only Fitz he knows. Simmons only knows her Fitz and doesn't know how to talk to this Fitz. Right. Uh, and I think that's the core of what is going on. It's not that she doesn't like Mac per se. It's that she doesn't like that he can talk to Fitz and she can't. Like not just talk, but can communicate, can get through to him. And that Fitz is is warming up to him too. Like Fitz recognizes that, that... Uh, yeah, that Mac isn't treating him with kid gloves and he's not, you know, he's not afraid to tell him how it is, even if it's something Fitz doesn't want to hear. He doesn't tiptoe around him. Yeah, and I, and I think Fitz is very aware of his situation. I, I mean, his from what I can tell, his mind's all there. It's just that he can't get the words out. He can't talk. Yeah, uh, he, he can't express himself is what I, what I mean. I mean to say. Right. And so he recognizes and understands that Mac is one of the few people who, who get that. And and even if it's just whatever their banter back and forth is between the two of them, they'll get out whatever it is Fitz trying to say. And we've seen that in action a couple times. Yeah. I like uh, I like Colson's shield T-shirt. I want one of those T-shirts with the little shield logo and the. I think you can get that on Cafe Press. I, th I think I might uh, I might have to to get in on that. Um, but it was interesting to see too that he's that. I like the progression we've seen with Colson so far this season where in this episode it was all coming to a head. Like he said, you know, first it was, you know, weeks, you know, then, you know, or months and then weeks and then, you know, uh, you know, every other week or whatever. And now it's daily. And so he's literally every night coming in and doing the carving on the wall and he told Sky that he basically doesn't sleep anymore. 
Um, and you could tell just in his portrayal, like he's he's coming unhinged, um, yeah. you know, obsessed. And uh, I, I just I just thought that was really, really well done. I've never been disappointed by by uh, Clark Gregg's performances. Right. And and to, to John's point, I like the fact that we got to wrap up on that this episode. I wasn't expecting it. I was no. expecting this to either uh, some revelation be like the the fall finale or this carry through and maybe we not get resolution on it until the end of the season. But the fact that they they put that in this episode, it's it's good because the resolution was was I thought um satisfying and it again, it it opens up another another mystery. It does. Uh, one, one I mean, yeah, we closed out this quest, but not without opening up a big one. Yeah. And and I like the fact that they're not going to drag on the fact of oh is Coulson going to lose his marbles and is he going to go you know completely off the rails or is he going to turn into a bad guy or yeah. you know I, all that stuff I think that we've been kind of concerned about uh, and just just all these Gone. other it's off the table now yeah 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 it's it's we're done with that and I don't think that we're going to come back to that like I don't think this is going to be a plot point down the road that he's going to flip out again. Yeah. Um, no, and I also wonder: Are we pretty much done now with the guest house? I mean, have we done everything we can with the concept of the guest house? You know, the mystery of what they did to him has been solved. Yeah, it's been revealed. Uh, the mystery of the of the uh, of how it worked, all that has been resolved. Now we know what the drug was. We know where it came from. We know what it did. We know what the symbols were. We know what Garrett was doing. We know what he was doing. Uh, all of it. It's it's all been revealed. I mean, so we should be done with that now. Um. At least from this side of it, I mean, unless they want to go back to it and say it was a bigger research facility, and they've also done other projects, that would be—I don't know if you'd be a Cabo convenient or 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 cool. It could be any one of those things how they do it. But um, hey, I've been wrong before. I really thought the diviner was going to be the thing that fixed Colson, but you know, obviously that wasn't—that was wrong. So uh, I'm at the point. I just want to watch and enjoy, and I—I I hope I'm not wrong about what that map. City, whatever we're calling that thing, actually ends up being. I hope I'm not wrong. Do we want to do that in spoiler territory, or is it really just we're guessing, I guess? But I have an interesting connection to uh, our prediction. <laughs> I don't know if we want to hold it. No, let's talk about what's the facts of the episode, and we can talk about what we think it is uh, at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, so we've been jumping all around. Um is Morse Hunter the new Fitzsimmons? Mm. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Think she's going to be around. Out yet. Yeah, I don't. Th I think he's going to be around a lot more than her, as the in terms of like long term. Yeah, I mean, she, she's a, is he a regular and she's a guest? No, they're both. Uh, guests. Hunter's the Hunter's a reg. No, Hunter's a regular. Is he okay? Yeah, he's the only new one's regular. Even Trip. He's a guest, but they've been he's been on pretty much all of them. Uh, only Hunter's the new regular cast member. Even Ward is on the regular cast list. Uh, but that's where I was hoping to go now is that whole that whole piece of it. We can talk top to bottom about the hunt for Ward. And it really was like a, a B plot. You know, it was cool. Yeah. It was structured a little differently than this show is usually structured. You know, it had a classic A and B plot. And I love the Ward stuff. Like I, they swerved yeah. it so well on me. Like for you know this yeah. whole season, I've pretty much been going, all right. He's gonna work his way back into good graces. You know, we've been talking about the redemption angle the whole yeah. time, and nope, he's just as nasty as he ever was. And but 
Yeah, he. How does this reveal make you feel about it now? So, so what they get both? I think they get the best of both worlds now. They get to keep him a bad guy. They get to keep him um, not in Shield's good graces, but at the same time, he's well. He's certainly working in his own best interest, but right now that means helping Shield. You know, he certainly was never been loyal to Hydra. That was Garrett's deal. Garrett was never loyal to Hydra, but he never got a chance to reveal that to Hydra. He was killed early early on in the coup. So Grant's out there using that connection to get inside Hydra. He's basically S.H.I.E.L.D.'s man inside Hydra now. Even though S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't want it, want him, they're certainly going to take advantage of anything they can do for him, and they already have with Bakshi. And, and Grant said he's going to provide more intel. Yeah, Sky half-heartedly said, no, we don't want it, but we all know that whatever he sends, they're going to take it. So, but but you're right. You know, he's not redeemed, but at the same time, he is uh, an asset to Shield. Uh, what was what was Coulson's thing to May? You're you're not a friend, but you're an an ally or an asset or whatever. Right. Um, that that's maybe not quite that chummy chummy, but it's the same sentiment. And I loved how you know the whole train thing uh, with Ward. Like he, they've made it so that he's just so much better at this than them. Yeah. You know, like Bobby Morse is supposed to be like one of their top, you know, agents and uh, definitely undercover. She pulled it off at Hydra, you know, and he he finds her in a second. I, you know what? I all almost wondered if it wasn't for that little uh, exchange between her and Hunter at the end. Um, I all really was thinking that she deliberately um, tipped her hand. Right. So that to keep the focus off of Hunter. Oh yeah, you that's know, a good. You know what I mean? Because they had this. Because that's why they had the two guys there. That's why they were doing it. And so she, she basically, um, as subtle as it was, I mean, the the thing with the book could have been all it was. And they did a good job just with the the shooting of the scene of like they we didn't really see Bobby's face, but we pretty much knew it was her. But right. we saw Grant approach her, look at the book, move on. Honestly, my first pass through, I missed it. Yeah, so did um, I. I also yeah. I also missed Hunter sitting on the bench with his cowboy hat down because you couldn't see his face, but there he was. Right. Um, only on second viewing did I catch those things, uh, but they definitely did a good job of showing that to us. And, uh, uh, but yeah, I their exchange at the end where he says about how my cover wasn't blown, and she's like, "Well, you you know you, you blaming me?" I I really thought they did that deliberately because they 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 know how good Ward really is, so they basically gave up Bobby so that Hunter could could get the ta- the tail on him. Yeah. And again, it kind of shows how good they are as a team. Like I I envision that as not Colson or well, obviously Colson or May or any of the rest of them that that was the two of them working in the field figuring that out and they them trying to stay two steps ahead of what Ward would be planning. Uh, right. And so that was, I just, I, I really like those two characters. I really like, um, I, I think <laughs> it could have easily become, you know, oh, it's the, it's the, the husband and, uh, you know, the, the, the two ex-married people and it really focus on that. But it's really cool to see them when they're acting as agents and they're in the yeah. field and doing it. And then they still do the bicker back and forth, which I think but it's, they, they can separate it. Right. Right. You know, that's 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 you're right. That's a big thing they can separate. They had the the bickering back and forth once the mission was over. When they were in the field, it was all business. Yeah. 
I mean, even May had to call him out. But I, I just I just really like that interaction. And that's why I said, you know, are they kind of the new Fitzsimmons? And, and because it, I think we miss a little bit of the banter. Uh, yeah. You know, that that's one of the things okay. we like with Fitzsimmons. And now it's like we have that with, with Morrison and Hunter is, is there, you know, kind of this little bit of banter back and forth, uh, obviously at a different level than, than what Fitzsimmons had. But I, I just, I really, like I said, it could have been something that turned very cliched. And I think the writing is handling it very well. And Ward shaved. And Ward shaved. Ward's no, beard is a, gone. He he Facebooked or Instagrammed a picture and he was clean shaven. And he was like, oh my gosh, you shaved. Does that mean he's going to shave on the show or something? Like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I laughed out loud when, you know, the I, I guess I'm skipping ahead to the stinger. But he, he, we're doing Ward anyway, right? So yeah. he he calls Sky. He says whatever he says to her. He throws down the newspaper. It reveals, you know, he's going after his brother, and he and he's packing the bag. Did you guys notice the background of like the hotel room he's in? I saw I saw the shovel there's and a, gas cans. Yeah, there's gas cans, rope, yeah. and a shovel. <laughs> I just yeah. started laughing. I'm like, you know, it's like this guy's going to war. Like this guy. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was yep. it was funny because you know he's been so covert and undercover and like stealth and now all of a sudden it's like the gloves are off. Yeah. When it comes to his brother. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. I liked so, uh, I like Sky's uh, trust pick or tr- trust pick uh, trust, trust cap, cap uh, propaganda picture that she keeps on her little desk there. I thought that was really kind of a that nice was, touch. That was nice, yeah. Um, all right, so you want to dig into Coulson? Yeah. Or to, to his whole quest? Um, so, yeah, we, we covered a lot of ground with these agents. I mean, we didn't need to spend a lot of time with them, but uh, uh, the, the one general theme I got was all of them have started to, uh, on some level, remember the symbols, and they started to come out to one degree or another. Uh, they made mention of there was a, a body burned in the church uh, and that that was one of the agents. And that's where the markings, the carvings on the painting came from. The uh, the one agent who was the art teacher, I mean, she was painting. Again, though, they kept saying carving, carving, carving. And I questioned that, you know, he specifically carving. And then, though, the agent who was uh, the one with the t- t- tattoos who was cut into bodies, uh, I forget his name, Derek, he... Um, He's the one who said it. You have to go deeper. And that, that kind of makes sense of, to me why the compulsion was to carve because it's that going deeper. Um, but then Coulson saw the, the sculpture and he realized it, was, uh, it, it wasn't deeper so much as it was three-dimensional. And uh, it also made sense to me then why that one agent, he was the only one who was very calm, cool, never saw the symbols because he really never saw the symbols like that. For whatever reason, it manifested to him as a, a three-dimensional structure, right. and that's what finally you know clicked and fixed fixed them, if you would. And what was his uh, occupation? Remember, he welder. Were... He was a welder. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. I was just thinking that maybe that had something to do with the three-dimensional, but not well, really. It, it, it could have. It could have. If he's a welder, means he's building things. I mean, he already is thinking in in, in a different way, you know, than someone who's like a, an agent or or an artist. They're thinking two-dimensionals. He he is an artist in a way, but he's a builder, but. When you think welding, you're 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 welding three-dimensional objects, so he's already thinking in a different way. So when he started building the structure, 
that's how these these symbols were coming out of him into this this model he built and he didn't know what he was doing he had no idea but he never went down that crazy path because he didn't need to he saw the whole thing from the beginning right in a, and certainly in a way that no one else did and i wonder if on second viewing because I, I did not get a chance to go back and, and watch it again um i wonder if now you know what it is like when the sun is playing with the train set if you could pick it out at that point it, it definitely looked like i'm not still not ready to call it a city but the trains representing roadways or other you know avenues of transportation um makes sense uh, i guess i meant more it's um it's uh did it look like the symbols in any way like could you tell it, that it was from, not from the not from the side but when they do that that very cool top down and the camera pans over yeah, it and yeah. the symbols line up that's where you really see it but i think you saw that on the first viewing as well um but when you know what you're looking at it's very obvious no when it's down i looked at it like the holes and things like that don't line up but it's not meant to be i think all those symbols were, were, were meant to be top down views of it different layers of it um, so when you take all the symbols that were being drawn and you layer them, I think that's what the hologram was meant to represent. He showed that to everybody, all these symbols layer on top of each other. It's only when you flip it um, horizontally that you see the the structure of the of the city. And that was a cool thing too. That was almost like Colson flips it on its side, drops the mic, walks away, like done. Yeah. Yep. That was just a, again really cool moment. But yeah, I just, I mean when. When and they again, the, I think the direction on this episode. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to look up um, and see who directed it. And I'm I I didn't pay attention when it uh, when the credits rolled at the beginning. Um, but that and the editing, I thought, were really really well done this episode because there was a lot going on. You know, John, like you said, there was the the A and B story uh, that that we had rolling, and just the fact that they when they showed the train thing on its side. Uh, you know, you couldn't really, obviously, not knowing what it is. You know, it wasn't super obvious that they, um, that they pointed that out. But they kept showing Coulson and then, um, and then Carver, and he's like, "Look, look at it. You'll see it." And you could see the joy in Coulson's face. Like, I finally, it's it's gone. Like, I finally figured it out. And they and keeping that suspense. And then when they turn around and you see it in its three dimensionality. Uh, or th the three-dimensional view of it, you know, from the top down, it was like, holy crap. It was just, it was such a, a well-done reveal. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was good to see, I, I don't know if, if you guys ever watched that show, The 4400, that was on USA for a while. Uh, it had Joel Gretsch in it, and he was the one that played the welder, um, Hank Thompson. Uh, so I've seen him in, in a few things. He's been in Minority Report, he's... He's been in in quite a few. He was in the the revamp of the V series. He played the the priest. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I remember. I noticed uh, during the flashbacks. You know, they saw they they had those rapid fire shots of everybody going nuts. Yeah. And he was the only one who uh, at least put on the appearance of being calm. Right. And it was funny because they they quick shot at him, and I was like, oh, I know that dude. That's the forty four hundred <laughs> dude. And I was like, well, he's got to have a bigger role to play in that because he's not like a complete unknown. You know, actor. So the, obviously, he's got a bigger role to play in this somewhere down the road. Um, and then uh, the agent Rebecca Stevens or Janice Robbins, uh, you know, by uh, she's played by Monique Gabriella Kernan, and she played Ramirez in The Dark Knight, which was kind of like the Montoya 
character from yeah, the analog from, from Montoya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, she's been in a lot of stuff, but that was the one that just kind of jumped out at me uh, that that she was in. There's another girl in the flashbacks who I, I looked familiar, but I couldn't place her. Do, do you remember anything like that? Like um, another one of the other female agent who was in there? She seemed very young. I, I know that, but she also had the bearing of someone who I recognized. I should have, I should have recognized. No, no, I didn't. Okay. I, I did. Yeah, no, nobody else really stuck out to me. I, I have a couple of things that I noted that are kind of like uh, out of order, maybe not on topic with what we're talking about right now. But uh, anyway, uh, Ward mentioned Strucker in the bar. Yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't catch that. He did. He said Strucker's um, overseas. Overseas. So who's running the show here? Uh, I want to meet him. Yeah. And that so will lead you based- to believe that Garrett took Ward in pretty deep into Hydra. Right, I mean, or at least enough he knows who the players are, and it also tells me that Strucker is the 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 head of Hydra, right? He's new the, top, the, the new director guy. Pierce, probably, right? Or, well, I don't know that Pierce was the head of Hydra. I think he was head of that portion of it so the, locally. He Whitehall, if anything, probably replaced Pierce. I think Strucker's always would have always been the higher up. You know, the, he would have been the red, replacing the Red Skull. And, and, and remind and everybody where we saw uh, where we saw Strucker. Strucker, we saw him in the tag at the end of uh, Captain America's Winter Soldier. Right. And we see that he has possession of Loki's staff, and he had the uh, had the twins, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Cool. Um. Okay. This all, all of all of which will be seen in Age of Ultron. Yes, everything will be revealed in Age of Ultron. It could because it's all connected, but no, it, it tied in that shot, so it acknowledged the bigger the bigger Hydra. It acknowledged uh, Strucker being um, the the head of Hydra, and that Whitehall himself is, uh, while the big man in the United States for Hydra, he's still uh, a, a subordinate to to a higher power. This next one, I caught on to in bed after the show was over. <laughs> and then I rewound it to confirm. Could be nothing, just interesting anyway. Uh, okay, so Sky is talking to Coulson about the symbols and stuff. She says she has a hacker contact. Do you remember that, Russ? Yes. Okay, yes. do yeah. you remember his name? N- no, I thought I... I thought it was like a Mark or Marco or something like that. Micro. Micro. Oh, Micro. I was thinking, yes, 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 yes. Micro is... Frank Castle's hacker. Yes. Shut up. Yes, it is. Yes. Nothing's nothing's random. And f- and the Punisher is back in the Marvel stable. <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. I I he w- Punisher wasn't on the list of Phase Three, but oh my gosh, isn't this a great word a place to put him? And I could also see him fitting in somewhere. Uh, in the Netflix deal, yeah. Well, um, he's a he's one of the New York ground level yeah, characters exactly. that fits in with Daredevil and and yep. the Heroes for Hire and you yep. know. So that yeah, that was like, I was like, oh my god, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long. I don't, but... I don't read Punisher, but you do. Hats off to you for grabbing that. I, I, yeah, I meant to write that down and I totally forgot it. So I'm glad you brought it up. But yeah, I thought of, I thought the same thing. I was like, ooh, the Punisher. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
The only and, other th- and they even said they even said he's got a he's got a uh, a, a thing for you know homicide photos or whatever it was, which also makes sense, right? Yep. Yeah, it's not by mistake. Definitely not no, by mistake. No, it was it was totally deliberate. Not by mistake. Not an accident. None of that. So hurry up, Feige, and get that uh, Phase Four uh, press event going. <laughs> 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 All right. So this one last thing, you guys might have caught on to this as well. Are we ready to talk about what the city is? Do we want to spoil? Do we want to go spoiler here, even though we're still speculating? But do we have anything else left to talk about the show proper? I, I no. I mean, the only thing left really to talk about. Um, we have some Facebook comments, but then a lot of them tie into yes. what we're yeah. going to talk about as well. So, okay. I, I think I hit all the points I want to talk about. My big things were uh, were fits, were uh, rewards, rewards, redemption, quote unquote, his his, his and uh, and of course the uh, the guest house patient. So I think I've talked out of what I wanted to hit. The only other thing I wanted to add is I thought the memory machine was stupid, but. We needed a way for Coulson to remember. Um, yeah. You know, my my only problem with that, not that it was stupid per se, because it's been used and used successfully, but they've established that that, that machine does not have to hurt. It doesn't have to be torture if you allow the machine to do its job. And here Coulson was going into it willingly. You would have think he was be, he would have been able to... Right, like, granted, it was, it was a traumatic memory he was he was bringing up, but at the same time, he didn't have to. Uh, they they could have they could have done it. I, I'm fine with the way it was, but it didn't have to be labeled as you have to torture it out of me. Right, but it but it ended up being one of the more tense and better moments of the show. Like, oh, it was good. The, and, yeah. But but I think you could have had the exact same scene, but he could have set it up with it being, um, you know, I I need to use the machine. You know, it's like I don't want to, but but I have to. Um, which 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 he did, but that's the way he characterized it. Because only because if they're going to use that for fits, and I don't know in any way that they're going to, um, that would make it a little more palatable to to want to do that. Because um, I can see that as being a way to to help Fitz remember or come back or whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, but but it's it's I mean whatever it's it's you know it's more time. But it, no, the machine didn't bug me at least not in that way. Well, I think what it leads to also with Fitz is sort of a moral debate. Like Fitz really needs, Fitz really wants his memory back, but it's such a traumatic experience to go into that machine. You know what I mean? Like it'll it'll bring another sort of moral debate, and Fitz will probably want to go in, and nobody will want to let him in, and something to that effect. It'll take up yeah. a B plot of an episode coming up. I like it much much better than oh, here's some more GH325. Uh we could fix fits, you know. Right, right. Yeah, we can use it now because we know how to fix the side effects. Yeah. Okay. So but the elephant no, that's in the all room. Gone. That's been destroyed. We can't go back to that. Yeah. All right, so this could potentially be spoiler territory. We don't know anything. Nobody at Marvel tells us anything, but all points are leading to this. So if you don't want to hear it, um, see you next time. Uh, okay, so we're thinking the city is the home of the Inhumans uh, known as the Tillin, right? We're all on that page. We're all on, we're all on board with that, yep. I think. Okay, well, yeah. Now let's let's talk about what the, what that actually means. I okay. Mean, the the 
it's a city that's somewhere on Earth that's been floating above Earth. Um, this is not the same as where they lived in the on the blue side of the moon, right? So well, it's changed locations in its publishing history. At one point, it was on Earth, then it was moved to the moon, then it was okay. it was launched uh, onto the other side of the galaxy when they did War of Kings. Uh, now it's back, so it's it's been kind of all over. Now the the interesting thing to me, and what really seals the deal. And I don't remember anything, so I don't know how I pulled Micro and this one out of my butt this episode. But um, when May or Coulson originally revealed where they found Sky, do you remember where it was? Some village in China. Some, in the yeah. Himalayas. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Himalayas is where Attilan was located on Earth. Oh, nice. Yes. And there was a village there. The village was full of Hydra agents. Um, supposedly from Ward, they were very probably setting up camp or otherwise there to explore or exploit uh, Attilan. And, and Russ is totally right. They've moved Attilan like a number of times, but it right. went from like having something to do with Atlantis, I believe, to no, moving it... into the Himalayas to be more remote and away from like humans. And then yeah. like explorers found them or something. So they went like further away. And then, and, and it ties into the Cree. So to to give, if they follow the comics at all, to give folks a little bit of of backstory, uh, the Cree as a people basically became um, evolutionary stunted. Uh, they 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 were not evolving at all. They were basically stuck in an evolutionary state. Uh, so they went around the galaxy and tried different experiments and one of the things they did was came to prehistoric earth had this little city and basically jump-started through this terrigen mist process evolution on a small scale of people uh, thus were born the inhumans where they kind of lived in seclusion for a very long time and now they're kind of seen as this group of mutant mutant types in the marvel universe and and as time goes by has gone by Given that Fox has the mutant universe locked up, and and given that those movies are very successful, it's highly unlikely Marvel's going to get them back anytime soon. So the Inhumans are kind of a way to jumpstart the whole mutant uh, possibility in the cinematic universe. Right. Um, and, now, I would have already said it would have been. I would have thought it would have been very unlikely that Inhumans would have been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if it were not for the fact they, in their Phase 3 announcement, Inhumans is in the list of the, whatever it is, 10 movies that are part of Phase 3. Right. And someone asked in the chat, or maybe it was somewhere else, uh, you know, are we going to see Inhumans uh, before that? And I think the response was something along the lines of maybe sooner than you think. Um, and I think that all is reference to what's going on with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and what we saw on this episode. And the Inhumans movie is so far off. Oh, it's like, what, three, at least three, if not four years away? And, and I think that's yeah. great. I mean, it really leaves them yeah. a lot of room to play with Inhumans on this television show mm-hmm. before they have to. Now, obviously, we're not going to get Black Bolt and Medusa no. because they're right. going to be in the movie. But still, there's a lot of you can do a lot of continuity building, world building with the Inhumans before they're launched on a screen. And there's yeah, been nah, there, there's been yeah. some speculation that Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are maybe not Inhumans themselves, but 
have been turned into in humans or are latent right. in humans that, that and this, and this is where my fear is going to come in now I, I what I don't want them to do with the inhumans is to basically make them be the uh, the kryptonite of the MCU meaning if you think back to Smallville pretty much everybody who had powers it was because they were exposed to kryptonite at one point in their life right um, I really hope that we don't find out that anybody who's ever had powers who's ever been on the index is so because they, if you look down their, you know, their lineage, um, that they're they have inhuman DNA or, or otherwise have been part, evolved from those original experiments that the Kree did, or you know, they're not inhuman. That would um, be very anticlimactic for me. Now that said, we've already had a couple, a handful of of uh, people with powers who got them from other. We know how they got them, like. Um, uh, the blackout guy, you know, he got his from an experiment uh, gone wrong. Donnie Gill. D- uh, Donnie Blizzard. Gill, same same thing. Um, was there something in their DNA that already helped allow it to happen? Maybe. Um, but at least they came out of specific scientific uh, events, which in the MCU has been a legitimate way to get a superpower. Did we know, do we know how Creel got his yet? No, we don't. Uh, it's something he's always had. That's I, what they that's the way they put it. No, I thought he, they No. No. He was on the he was on the index and he was scratched off, meaning he was supposed to have been killed. But I don't know that they ever explained how he got them. We don't know how he got them. We don't know how Scorch got them. His powers. Um I'm trying to think, are those the only four powered individuals who we've seen in the MCU? Well, yeah, I mean we've got uh there was the ghost guy from early on, but that was an experiment. That was a scientific gone bad, experiment. Right? That was a yep. That was an experiment yeah. gone bad. Um, Deathlock himself was an experiment. We've and, got uh, um, Franklin Hall. We've got uh, another Graviton. experiment. So, another so experiment, okay. So, yeah. so mo- most of the ones that we've seen have been the results of uh, the Hulk sci- scientific exper- experimentation. Yes, the Hulk was the Hulk. Captain America, himself. Steve Rogers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they they were they were. So, so maybe my fear is is not founded because you, there's been of all the ones you named, only two of them have been unexplained so far. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool though the way it's all expanding and evolving. Like five years ago, we probably would have said all the superhumans are due to the uh, super soldier serum, right? Or yeah. if we didn't know and humans were coming and we didn't know some of this other stuff, we could think that and just based on season one of agents of shield that that maybe the city is some lost as guardian you know city that was put down there or something like that but given that we have this Cree that felt like it was its inherent mission to find this city or protect the city or go to the city or whatever the case may be that was in his you know dna memory uh, i think it lends more credence to the fact that this is um that that this is not just some you know tied to Asgard thing. Another alien city that was at one point floating over Earth. Yes, <laughs> everything yes. old is new again. Yes. <laughs> um. Do we? Is that so? Is that all we want to talk about on uh, on speculation on this whole Adelant thing? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think. I think that's the main. Uh, I think that's it. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not saying I think we're definitely right. I, I just think that's the main crux of 
what we're going to be getting for a while. You know, there's going to probably be B plots and there's going to be the search for this city. Yep. Uh, so we did get some. You want to do Facebook now, or do you want to do ratings first? I will give this a four point nine two. Yeah, four point nine. A four point nine three. Damn it. <laughs> four point nine three five. Six minute abs. <laughs> I'll give it a four point seven five. It was uh, it was pretty impressive to me. Like I said. Uh, from all aspects uh, that we discussed tonight. So I was really impressed. Um, it's going to be hard for them to do a lot more this season. That's that's going to raise the bar on this. But that's why I left a little bit of room just in case. And there was really no uh, – wasn't a lot of May. There wasn't a lot of Simmons. There wasn't a lot of fit. You know, it really – Everybody got, got their turn. Right. And the story is yeah. taken off in such a way that they don't need to go, like, off the rails anymore. It can be – Again, the A plot, we're looking for the city. And this week, we're going to show you what's going on with Fitz and Simmons. And then next yeah. week, we're still searching for the city. And this week, we're going to take a look at May and why she's so angry. You know, yeah, I think it's no <laughs> no denying, no one can deny, and everyone's admitted that, yes, the, the, the Captain America tie-in, as, as great as it was, it, it hurt the uh, the show in other ways. Out of the gates, it hurt the show. It, it did. It did. Now, I still maintain watching it. Again, with the end in mind, it all works very well. But 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 still, this season we really haven't had that um, because it can be its own thing. It's 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 really been fabulous. This it, show with Ward on the team is a totally different show. Yeah. Well, not only that, but look back at any of these genre type shows that have this overarching story or have connections to it. They all start out fairly lackluster you've got to go through that phase where you everybody has to get familiar with the characters everybody has to get familiar with the actors the writers and everybody have to get comfortable with each other they have to figure out what's working what's not working make adjustments i mean you, you know fringe kind of was like that lost maybe was the exception but lost is the exception for a lot of in a lot of ways um but even like battlestar galactica in my opinion um you know, a lot of these type of shows, Buffy, Angel, you know, all of them. You look at Star Trek The Next Generation. You look at the first seasons, they're not the strongest season by any stretch. And I think I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is sort of ahead of that curve, even. It only yeah, took them I, I really, agree. it took yeah, them two-thirds of a season to, you know, hit the ground running, I, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think everybody seems to agree that, it, like, Next Generation you mentioned, it wasn't until season three that it started exactly. to get a stride. Yeah. Um, and here we are. We're seven episodes into season two, and um, there's not a bad one in the bunch. Right. Fringe didn't even know what they were talking about till like, season four. Yeah. Yeah. Or look at Buffy. And Buffy and Angel's first seasons were, you know, almost at, at points unwatchable. I mean, I really had a hard time oh, God, with, yeah. with both of those. Um, yeah, but Hawkeye was in season one of Angel. Yeah, yeah. All right, so should we do a little feedback? Yes. Uh, quite a quite a good response this week. Um, we talked about, we put a, usually every week on the Facebook uh, page, facebook.com slash MCU podcast. Uh, we'll put a little thread up there when we know when we're recording or about when we're recording to kind of give everybody a chance to give their thoughts and opinions on the on the on that week's show. Um, so 
some of the comments we got were uh, men said this episode was like mind equals blown. Uh, and I, I think the, that was kind of the, the tone that yep. got set this week on the on the Facebooks. Yeah, I agree. I think it was uh, really strong. We said that. Yeah. Brian said the episode itself was enjoyable and solid enough, but the reveal at the end, awesome. Uh, Mary said when Colson said it's a city, I literally screamed in humans uh, at my TV. I'm so excited that the MCU is about to fill their empty mutant hole and they are using Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to do it. I just cannot wait to see how this season finish plays out. Uh, Chris said, probably the, the best episode yet. Uh, I think John John echoed that. Uh, that's saying a lot, seeing as it didn't require any tie into Captain America movie or an Avengers movie. Uh, well done, Marvel TV. Uh, and, of course, our, our podcasting brother, Jim Dietz, said Atalan, which, or Attilan. Uh, maybe we should let uh, Bill McGonnell decide on the proper pronunciation <laughs> love you bill uh so jason ritter kind of threw a few questions at us uh so one is do you think we'll see dr franklin hall graviton this season i, I think almost assuredly we will i don't know what you, if you guys agree with that I, or not i i would hope so they can work him in there uh, we've seen donnie gill already i would hope we see him yeah, especially since they made such a point of it at the at the end of oh my god, yeah, season he, one. So Ian Quinn ran off with with the Gravitonium. So I mean, I don't think Ian Quinn knows, at least not yet, that Doctor Hall is uh, cooking in there. But yeah, somewhere uh, uh, Jason asked if we'd see uh, Ian again, and I again, I think almost I, I'd say they'd be related together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he misses Ward's beard already. I, I think. <laughs> uh, I think we'll all miss Ward. Wasn't, wasn't there a Ward Beard Twitter account? Is that gone? That it was a hashtag. It was a hashtag. It was a hashtag. Oh, okay. yes. No, nothing okay. beats the stash. No. Russ, one thing I want to jump in with. I, I didn't catch. Uh, I didn't catch it right when you uh, read his post. Um, Chris Nelson, who you just read a, a post from, he is one of the authors at MCUExchange.com. Yes. Yes, yes. Which is a site that we're going to hopefully be doing some uh, team-ups with and, and doing some collaboration with them. Uh, really nice blogs on exactly the kind of thing that we're looking for right now. In other words, they did uh, they did a post on who the F, I guess we'll call it. It's a, it's You know, those what are those symbols that make up a curse so you don't have to curse? You know, like when you use like a pound sign and like – anyway, who the F is Jessica Jones – um, so after Jessica Jones was announced for Netflix, they wrote kind of a backstory article on her. Uh, they did one on the powers of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. They did one on the Black Panther. I'm sure after all of these events, I wouldn't be surprised if a uh, if an Inhumans blog post popped up. Um, really good stuff, just looking back at the history of the characters. And for people that don't have, you know, 70 years of comic book reading experience, it's a uh, Nice way to catch up and, and figure out what's going on in the Marvel universe. So uh, mcuexchange.com. Check them out. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, John. Uh, so Jason Ritter had one more. It's a, do you guys think that Coulson is okay and will he go crazy in a future episode? I, I don't think so. I think they've put that plot to bed. The only way I see this come up is if they actually find the city, maybe he has some sort of revelation or insight or... Something like that. But I don't think we're going to get the mad, crazy, bad guy. We have to bring him back to to cure him, Coulson, that we were... We have to go back. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I think that plot line is is done, and they've they've moved on to you know what this city is. Yeah, I agree. Hurley is on the uh, is in, is in a tillin, I think, right? He's the caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get him on the show. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, but that's I think that's all I had. I mean, that's I, we don't really have any spoiler news. Oh, well, I guess one bit of spoiler news we teased in the Agent Carter thing. So, based on the description, it looks like Howard Stark has been accused of is it espionage? I think it was espionage um or aiding and abetting the enemy or something something of that nature and which is that scene where he kind of gets in that boat on the tees yeah. of Agent Carter and takes off and he pretty much leaves it to Peggy to clear his name. So, it appears that that that's kind of the the A plot as it were of this eight episode uh, Agent Carter series. Yeah, well, we already know that the the uh, senior Vanko, you know, the dad, yes. is going to be is going to be in this on the show. So, but did we get? A, do you remember from Iron Man two? Did they talk about when that fallout and that you know stealing the plans? When that happened? Because that that might be all connected to to the uh, yeah. to to that. I it know could, there are uh, newspaper clippings like right. hanging up on the wall or. Vanko's yeah. wall or something. We could yeah. probably pull that if we, you know, did some because in, in that in that scene that we saw in the special, he talks about how you know took the designs and if it's in the wrong hands, it could be bad. I'm, I was immediately thinking arc reactor, or at the very least, some research related to his work with the tesseract. It could very well be. And what's cool is that character is going to be played by, um, Lev. I think it's Lev Gorn. Oh no, it's it's Costa Ronin. Um, yeah, that's it. Who is Oleg Burov on uh, The Americans. So I don't know if you, any of you watch The Americans, but uh, if you're not, it's probably one of the top five shows for me on television. Uh, it's 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 a fantastic show. Again, period piece set in the 80s. Um, but he kind of plays this Russian embassy resident, and uh, he's he's kind of got his own motivations and stuff. And it, he plays it really, really well. He kind of starts off... Um, as kind of this this geeky kind of guy in the embassy for the for the Russians, um, and then by the end of the season, he it, it, the end of the second season, it really starts to come together as to what his motivations are. So I think he will make an excellent uh, Anton Vanko. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Cool. That's all I had. I think we've talked long enough. Probably so. I'd say so. All right, everybody, so thank you once again for listening to It's All Connected. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, we'd appreciate anybody that would stop by and check out our Patreon site, patreon.com slash it's all connected. Uh, hit the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MCU podcast. Um, you can send us a, an email at IAC at HHWLOD.com. Uh, finally have the uh, email worked out. I know... Uh, I mentioned that before, but uh, we had a couple of little glitches with that. That's all been fixed. Uh, <coughs> sorry. You can leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Um, head on over to hhwlod.com. Check out all of the shows that we have on the network. Um, out now with Aaron and Abe, uh, the DC TV podcast. Uh, at some point, John and I are going to do another episode of Shaken... Um, uh, not stirred. Not shaken, not stirred. <laughs> wow, brain fart. Uh, at some point, John and I will do another episode of Shaken, Not Stirred. Thunderball is 
been queued up and is ready to go. We just need to to have five minutes to record it. Um, but all the cool stuff that we got going on over the net over at the network, uh, the newly returned uh, half hour wasted as well. So again, check out hhwlod.com for all the cool stuff that we got on the network. And have a good night. Bell Hydra.